Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome back once again to this online service. We are still learning about loving our neighbors. And uh, we mentioned that, unfortunately, some of our neighbors are our enemies. So we've been learning how uh, to deal with uh, these enemies of ours, how we can love them. And uh, tonight, we want to talk about dealing with difficult people. You know, I'm sure we have come across relationships that we have with people, and, and some people are just uh, very difficult to get on with, difficult to communicate, uh, and somehow it resulted in uh, conflicts. And... Uh, Difficult people, often they are very self-centered. They cannot look at things from others' perspective. They would not listen. And it's always coming from their own perspective. They are so self-righteous. You know, often they see their problem as with everyone else rather than they themselves. And uh, they're stubborn. They don't listen, insisting on their way. And uh, very often rebellious, you know, even if they know they are wrong. You know, the attitude is, so what? This is the way I am. This is how I choose to be. Uh, yeah, so, so they have that kind of uh, uh, character, personality that, that really makes it very, very difficult to get on with. And... Uh, we have to love this kind of people. So how do we deal with difficult people? Uh, first of all, we start by looking at ourselves. Because just in case we are the difficult person, we are the person who could not see uh, the reality, could not see what is the truth. So let's look at uh, into the Bible in Matthew 7, verse 1 to 5. He said, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Verse 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. So to begin with resolving problems with people, first of all, we need to look at ourselves. And uh, very often, we cannot see our own our fault, right? But we seem to be very certain that uh, we know what's wrong with other people. And uh, so that's why we, we need to humble ourselves. We need to have a good look ourselves because the Bible says, you know, you, you are picking things. 
from people's life, the speck of dust that is in people's eye. So little, but yet you focus on that. You accuse people of, of doing wrong. The trouble is you have a big plank of wood that covers your eye, right? So that you cannot see clearly even your assessment of people, the, the reaction you have towards people. It may not be, as I said, the other person's fault. It could be yours. So that's why we, have, we need to have a good look at ourselves. And the only way is to allow others to, to speak into our life. Because with that plank over our eyes, it's obviously we cannot see our own fault. It's so obvious to others. And uh, yet we cannot see. So we need to humble ourselves. We need to open up to allow people to speak into our life. And uh, it says here, you hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eyes. We, there's a lot of hypocrisy uh, around because we judge others by a different standard, right? We expect, we demand uh, people to, to have certain kind of standard where else we excuse ourselves, right? We excuse ourselves for our fault, uh, the, 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 the problems that we have created. You know, there is always a reason, there is always an explanation. Somehow we justify ourselves with that. Where else we look at other people as for and we condemn, we begin to accuse and begin to condemn them. And that's why the Bible warns us, the measure you use to judge others is a measure that God will, will use it on you so that we will be careful uh, and uh, uh, not be so quick to accuse others and uh, also with hypocrisy that we, we, we excuse ourselves. We're not willing to look deep into our own life and our own thoughts, right? So uh, I think that would be the foundation, that would be the beginning, because so often, so often, in relational uh, conflict, in, in, in wanting to, to uh, practice how to love our neighbor, the person at fault, often feel that they are victims, you know, and, and they, uh, uh, they, they just couldn't see what everyone else are talking about. So they feel that they are victims, you know, uh, people are uh, not appreciative of them, people are not listening to them, and, uh, but, but in reality, they cannot see themselves. They, can, they do not listen to other people, but uh, somehow they, they justify their own uh, weaknesses and uh, excuse themselves for it and created so much problem uh, in, in relationship. And once we are able to clearly see, the Bible says if you are able to remove the plank, then you will be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes until you can clearly see yourself, your observation, your assessment of others will not be correct because you can't see clearly. So we have to look uh, from our own uh, 
understanding perception of ourselves first to make sure we, we gain a, a, a right, right image or, or right assessment about ourselves so that we can deal with others correctly. Um, we just heard about this uh, story during the ministry of Jesus, how the, the Jews caught a woman uh, committing adultery and they want to condemn her, stone her according to the law of Moses. But Jesus caused them to have a good look at themselves by saying, if you have not sinned, you be the first one to cast a stone. And uh, slowly they leave, yeah, they left, and they did not accuse that woman. Can you see the changes? Once we can truly see ourselves, then we're able to look at others with the right perspective. Otherwise, the self-righteousness, ah, oh, this woman is caught in adultery. Uh, uh, immoral, you know, the law. So, so there is a lot of self-righteousness, self-centered hypocrisy uh, that is around. Yeah, so in order to have a good relationship, in order to be able to, to love our neighbors uh, and, and uh, the first thing that we need to do is to have a good look at ourselves. And then, secondly, deal appropriately with our anger or our emotion. Difficult people definitely will provoke you, you know, by their ways, by their stubbornness, rebellious, and uh, it, it really provokes you to anger. I think we look in the Old Testament, we see the uh, Jewish people, in the wilderness, when they provoke the Lord to anger, when they refuse to listen to what God says, and they look at things from their very narrow interest and perspective. They don't see the kingdom. They don't see the nation, the future that God has. They just look at the immediate uh, needs or, or difficulties that they are com confronted with. And so they, they really provoke and, and be, be rebellious and, and just would not listen. So difficult people will provoke us to anger, but, but how, how do we deal with this kind of situation? We cannot react and behave like them. Okay, so we need to deal appropriately with our anger. Look at Ephesians 4, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. So, to be angry, that's just human. That's uh, natural sometimes because of the situation. Our, our emotion just rise up uh, in response to those kind of provocation. You know, so, but the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. In other words, 
We need to deal appropriately with the emotion of anger or whatever other negative emotion that we have in a correct way so that we would not sin. And so here it says, each of you, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood. Must put off falsehood. In other words, we are to face the problem. You know, do not pretend. A lot of people, when they are in that kind of uh, dealing with uh, provocation, difficult people, uh, and and we are upset, but yet we suppress our anger. We say nothing is okay, and and so on. So, but those are not lasting solution because the more you suppress your anger. Eventually, there come a point, a breaking point, where you will not be able to take it. That's the time when that explosive anger will arise, and when that happens, it brings a lot of damage and destruction uh, on the way. You know, so that's why it is very important that we uh, we. Put off this kind of pretense, denying, uh, denial of problems, but rather we face the problem. And uh, the reason why we deter from dealing with problem because you're dealing with difficult people. And and it is not easy, and there will be more provocation. But. There's no other solution because otherwise you just suppress your anger, you just withdraw from that relationship. That's those are the coping mechanism that we use, and we just withdraw, we just hold back, and uh, uh, so that relationship actually was already broken. Uh, even though on the surface, well, we maintain some kind of orderliness. So how? How do we uh, face the reality? When you face that situation, we know it will be very, very unpleasant. It, there will be a lot of uh, quarrels, argument, uh, uh, conflicts in a process. But sometimes that's unavoidable, right? We face the situation. We need to open up the wounds. And, and and get rid of those infection, otherwise it will just be brewing inside, and as as we say, until eventually the whole thing exploded, right? And uh, it becomes incurable. It it becomes, un well, you you cannot save that kind of situation. So, for ourselves, I think it's important that whatever the problem is. However difficult people that we have to confront with, we need to face it when problem occurs, rather than suppress it until it is cannot be handled. And to do that, the Bible says you speak truthfully, speak truthfully to your neighbor. In other words. Open up, 
be willing to open up so that we can get to the truth, get to the bottom of the matter. And unless that happens, there will be no uh, solution. Some pe people, because of the conflict, they just pacify that situation. They just uh, sort of uh, uh, brush it off or, or try to uh, uh, cool down the situation, but without bringing a solution. You know, they are not interested in solution. They just want to avoid more problems and uh, solve, but they never resolve any problems. The purpose of speaking truthfully is that we open up, we want to get to the truth uh, so that through that process, it helps us to re relieve and release our anger, our bitterness, our frustration, uh, because we're able to talk over that situation. But a lot of people, in fact, difficult people, uh, they don't take this well, because when you were to talk to them, they will defend themselves. You know, they are there to justify themselves. They will argue. They lie without knowing. Because in their, uh, in their eagerness to defend themselves, you know, lies just come up to protect themselves, to argue uh, their case. And the other thing that people does is they begin to accuse, attack you back in return because they want to divert the attention from focusing on them, on their faults, on what they're doing wrong. Now they attack you, they, they divert the attention so that uh, it, it, it's not uh, zero in on them, but rather now you find yourself uh, having to defend yourself because here comes uh, uh, an accusation and uh, whether, well, it could be true. It could be true, what they say. But the thing is, now we're not dealing with this other problem. We're dealing with this person. And so, you see, by doing that, they bring about confusion and eventually nothing is solved. You know, it's just another unpleasant uh, conversation experience and it doesn't get to the truth. It doesn't get to the truth. The Bible says, you speak truthfully. In other words, get to the truth. Get to the root of the problem. Understand the problem or, or the, 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 what's wrong so that we can find a solution to deal with that situation. So those, those things, those, I mentioned the, the justification, the, uh, the, the self-righteousness, the defense, and, and in this case, accuse others to divert attention. You know, take note of it because in your relationship with people, very often you will see that surfacing. And, uh, and we don't want to face problems and not knowing how to solve them, right? Not knowing how to love our neighbors because we, we just can't handle them, right? So uh, we need to do that. And then we got to be careful with the words that we use. 
when we deal with this situation. Remember, there are negative emotion inside, frustration, anger, hurts, even bitterness inside, and uh, sometimes there's a lot of provocation, you know, because of the the ways and and the, the of the person when you deal with them. So we got to be careful because in those times we can be so provoked that we speak words out of our emotional feeling that uh, we will regret uh, later. So we don't want to react to the provocation, react to the problems, but rather we, we process it through. So that's why the Bible says in, in Ephesians here, he says, verse 29, chapter 4 of 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So unwholesome talks, it doesn't necessarily mean foul words, but it's just words that doesn't edify, words that doesn't help to resolve the problem. Okay, it can be uncontrolled words that flows out of our emotional feeling, the words of anger. It could be curses, uh, words that destroy. And, uh, and it could be words that we just want to justify ourselves. Right? So he says, speak words that builds, that is beneficial to, uh, helpful to the others. So that means when you are processing through what you say, your focus wasn't out of self-interest, uh, out of, uh, you know, just, just from your own self-perspective. Your interest is to help the other person when we are trying to resolve the problem uh, with the person. We, our interest is to try to help the person so that the person can get out of this kind of behavior. Our interest is not to condemn the person uh, to, uh, to win an argument. No, our interest is to bring about uh, transformation in the life of the other person. So we speak words that is helpful uh, and that builds, that resolve problems and not words that will result in destruction. And some of these words that we have to speak may be hard words at times, right? There come at times, sometimes gentle words will not do. We have to be firm, we have to be tough, we have to speak what is necessary in order to push through that kind of situation. So we are not necessarily talking about being very gentle and uh, uh, not offensive. It could be very offensive. But they are necessary words uh, to cause a breakthrough in the life of that person so that the person will face the reality of the situation. So we look not from our own perspective. We look from the perspective of the person, you know, what good will it do to them? Uh, and we speak those words. 
And the scripture continues to say, do not let the devil take advantage of the situation. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 27, and do not give the devil a foothold. In other words, demon spirit, the devil loves this kind of conflict situation. Because this conflicting situation opens the door for him to come in and to bring about destruction and damage. Especially people who harbor uh, anger, bitterness, and so on. You know, everything starts from there. When we have bitter anger in our hearts, that's when the enemy is able to come in and bring about uh, maximum damage. So, people who do not see their own faults, who keep wanting to accuse others, these are people whom the devil loves. Because these are the people the devil will use to, to bring damage. And uh, we are talking about how to deal with our emotion, negative emotion appropriately. We open up, we talk about it, and uh, we look at things from the other person's perspective in wanting to bring about uh, resolution. And here, we need to get rid of all bitterness. Look at Ephesians 4.31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice. So you see, the first thing the scripture mentioned is bitterness, all bitterness, right? If we do not get rid of this emotion, it will stay there and continue to, uh, as we live with a person or, or interact with a person, the amount of anger will just, and bitterness will, will just accumulate and just uh, becomes more and more until it just bursts, it's banged. And just, just the, the flood water just, just flow and uh, wherever it touches, it just brings destruction and it's just so messy, muddy water that, that, that flows up. Yep. So, so we want to get rid of our bitterness. And uh, from our earlier teaching, it's very dangerous to harbor bitterness because it will eventually defile many people. Okay, get rid of our bitterness. And then rage. Wow, we, are, we, we got mad with our emotion, we're so angry, you know, it's, it's almost uh, cannot be controlled. We, we, we're just so provoked, so, so angry about it. And here it talks about brawling. Here we are ready for a fight. We are ready to argue and defend and, and justify it and uh, wanting to win, right, that kind of uh, attitude that is inside, uh, and then 
that will lead to slander, right? Because we want to win and uh, to justify ourselves. And so uh, it, it will lead to slander and every form of malice, right? We, we do not care anymore. Uh, our goal is to win and uh, uh, at all costs. So it doesn't matter what uh, happened to the other person or what we say. Right. Uh, so bitterness will eventually uh, surface when we allow it to take residue in our heart, in our emotion, uh, so much so that and, uh, it, will, it will just uh, burst forth and uh, bringing damage, destroying unity. That's why the devil loves it. You know, this is the time he comes in and continues to stir the problem, continues to, to cause us division and damage to come. And uh, finally, right, we're talking about dealing with difficult people. First of all, we look at ourselves to make sure that we are not the troublemaker, to make sure that uh, we, we, we know exactly who we are, uh, where we stand, and... Uh, so that we can see others clearly. And secondly, uh, we want to manage our emotion and uh, deal with our emotion of anger appropriately because we are dealing with people who are really provocative, stubborn, and uh, uh, causes a lot of anger to surface in our hearts. And now, we've got to bear in mind that when we allow these sort of angers to, to take place, uh, it will bring about division. So finally, we do not want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Verse 30 of Ephesians 4. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So... Uh, 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 with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Right, so the Holy Spirit, we're talking about Christians here, this Holy Spirit dwells in us. It dwells uh, in the other person as well. And so when we uh, create problems, we create conflicts, we bring about provocation because of our ways, our words, and, and our uh, attitude, we grieve the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of peace, is a spirit of love. But here, the opposite emotion, feeling, uh, is, is polluting the environment where the Holy Spirit dwells, which is in us. Who is the temp we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, Here, the Word of God tells us the Holy Spirit with whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. The Word of God used the redemption here to tell us that the work of the Holy Spirit is to bring about reconciliation, healing, in the midst of problems, in the midst of... of uh, uh, destruction. The Holy Spirit wants to redeem the situation, want to redeem the relationship. 
rather than destroyed, judge, condemn. Right? This is the heart of the Spirit. This is a work of the Holy Spirit. And when we work contrary to the desire of the Holy Spirit to redeem that situation, to make right what is wrong, then we are working against the Holy Spirit. Then we grieve the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. So can you see, from the perspective of the Holy Spirit, God wants to bring about peace, restoration, and uh, uh, bring about good out of that conflicting, uh, uh, destructive situation. This is the heart of the Holy Spirit. So when we work contrary to that, you know, when we insist on our own way, when we allow our emotion to take the better of us, then we grieve the Holy Spirit. And, uh, uh, and it's not easy, I know, because under provocation is, is really, really difficult to do. So we need the Holy Spirit, the grace that comes from the Holy Spirit to help us so that we can... Uh, face this kind of problematic, difficult people and uh, be able to, to work through it and bring about what is best. As we have learned last time, sometimes it's not possible uh, for us to bring about peace in the situation. And when that happens, that's just too bad. Okay? but we have to accept that situation. But as much as it depends on us, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to allow the Holy Spirit to carry out. You know? and, and we know in the Bible, even God cannot, cannot uh, bring this uh, stubborn people in a wilderness era to, to, to turn back to Him. And He has to just Leave them and just uh, allow them to, to be destroyed in the wilderness without taking them on. So, so these are realities uh, we, we face, we encounter with relationship with people and wanting to love our neighbors sometimes is, is just virtually impossible to do that when we face with this kind of people and, and, and we have tried and then it's time for us to say that's it. And, and we move on. Okay, so I hope that this teaching will help us to have a little bit of understanding because we do come across difficult people. Whether you like it or not, they are around. And uh, we need to deal with them rather than avoid them, rather than uh, deny the problems. And uh, we, we need to uh, uh, come and speak truthfully to our neighbors and, and, and to bring about uh, peace and restoration. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We can see your heart of love, of redemption and uh, restoration. And Lord, we pray that we will not be people who bring provocation and uh, bring about destruction in relationship, but uh, we're able to look carefully into our own life and allow others to speak into our own lives so that we can uh, have a good assessment of our own ourselves and be able to live in harmony, in peace with others and not allow 
the enemies to use us to bring damage in our relationship with people. And Lord, uh, uh, bless us, Lord. Minister to us through your words. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll see you again.